Today I would like to talk about my good friend Carson Waxover Rice. Carson, who died in 2011, was a member of the Crow Nation. And he went to Vietnam to do his war deeds just like his uncle, Joseph Medicine Crow, did in World War II. The way I got to be friends with Carson goes back to my book, Warriors in Uniform. I worked on that book for many years, and as I visited different reservations and chatted with people about my project, they would recommend people on the res who I should chat with, whose stories should be remembered, recorded. And that's how I became friends with Carson. I was visiting the Huster battlefield one day and chatting with the ranger on duty at the time, Mardell Plainfeather. And Mardell is also a member of the Crow tribe. And when she asked me what I was doing, I said, well, I'm working on a book collecting stories about Indians in the military. And she says, oh, well, I know a story you need to get right away. She's Carson Waxover Ice. Uh, he went to Vietnam and his safe return was predicted in the Sundance, everyone on the reservation knows that story. Now, the Sundance is the highest religious expression for Plains people. It's a three-day ceremony, and the dancers go without food and water for three days. And one day as they were dancing, several people said that they saw Carson standing at the entrance to the Sundance Lodge and opening faces east. And they said there was Carson standing there in his uniform, but he was on crutches. And so they all knew at the time he was in Vietnam. And so the dancers said, well, that means Carson's going to come home, but it means he's also injured. And that's exactly what happened. So with that story, I made it my goal to come and meet him. And he was a very friendly fellow. We started chatting one day and we ended up becoming extremely close friends. And we stayed close friends for years and years until his death. So anyhow, he told me his story and it's a remarkable story. And it says an awful lot about the role of American Indians in the U.S. military. Carson said when the Vietnam War broke out, he volunteered right away. He wanted to go over there. He wanted to do his war deeds like his uncle Joe Medicine Crow had done. And he joined the Green Berets, which meant that he would have to be flying in helicopters, things like that. Most Indians don't like flying, but he said, I didn't want to do it, but I had to if I wanted to be a Green Beret. And he said, when I went to Vietnam, I had the feeling that I had special protection. I had two religious medallions that had been given to me by spirit people on the reservation, so I felt I was pretty well protected. Carson told me he got the two medallions from his grandmother. One was a St. Christopher's medal with wings on it that he wore around his neck, like Christians often do. The other one was made for him by a Crow medicine woman, and he wore it on a string around his waist. Carson lost both of them in a firefight. They were shot off by machine gun bullets. The bullets, he said, ripped around me and through my clothing, but none touched. But when one did tear his wristwatch off his hand, and so the metal around his neck was shot off, the metal around his waist was shot off, and hard as it is to believe, the metal around his waist, done by the spirit woman, showed up on the reservation mysteriously. She just told him when he got home that it was there, 
And he said, I know non-Indians don't believe this, but this sort of thing does happen. Now, as it turned out, the bullet that tore off his wristwatch left a red mark on his wrist. And he said, thereafter, I could never wear a wristwatch because when I put it on, it would stop running. As a Green Beret, Carson was dropped behind enemy lines many times in his service in Vietnam. And he said, because the Viet Cong were very good at spotting officers or people in charge, you would never really want to wear insignias like sergeant stripes or any other kind of medallions. So he said, since he was a sergeant and he was in charge of his unit, he would put an eagle feather in netting around his helmet. And that way, when he gave directions, his men would know it was Carson and the Viet Cong wouldn't realize that he was a sergeant. Now, Carson wanted to do his war deeds just like his uncle Joe Medicine Crow had done. And as I've said in previous podcasts, the Plains people, there are four war deeds that constitute becoming a war chief. One is touching an enemy in battle. Another one is taking a weapon away from an enemy. A third one is leading a war party in which none of your men get hurt. And the fourth one, the ultimate one, is capturing an enemy horse. Now Carson did three of these four, but getting the horse proved a little bit elusive. As he said, I carried a rope in my knapsack, always looking for a horse, hoping I could get a horse, tie a rope around that horse, get him out of there. He said, but those Viet Cong just didn't have horses. And uh, that was a fruitless hope. But he did do his war deeds very easily on the other occasions. For example, he was in a firefight and a Viet Cong soldier came rushing past him through the brush. Carson grabbed him, took his rifle, and in Vietnamese said, run. He said, that man ran like hell. And so my fellow soldiers saw me do that, and they saw him run away, and they said, Carson, why didn't you kill him? And Carson said, the important thing is, you saw me do it. That's all you need to know, because counting coup is not about killing the enemy. It's about showing bravery in the face of combat and in face of Now, when he got home, because he had led so many firefights with his men, the old people gave him credit for leading war parties because none of his men got hurt in these fights. And he said it was really not that hard because it was such brushy country over there that it was very hard for enemies to really shoot all your men or hurt your men. But, you know, some did get shot and that was unfortunate, but none of his men ever did. So I said, well, Carson, then what about that horse? He says, well, he said, as I told you, they I looked and looked for horses and they didn't have them. But he said, one day I was on the Ho Chi Minh Trail watching the terrain, and that trail was a route from North Vietnam into South Vietnam, and supplies would come in on that. And as I was sitting there, I heard this brush crackling, and I looked up, and there was an elephant, and there was a soldier on that elephant. So I shot him. The elephant came running towards me, had a chain hanging around its neck, dragging on the ground. And when that elephant came near me, I ran over there, grabbed that chain, and hung on. And he said, Herman, that elephant stopped when it wanted to stop. But when it stopped, I tied that chain around a tree, looked at what I had, and there turned out there was another elephant tied to him. And both elephants were loaded with guns and ammunition. So I figured when I got home, I would get credit for a horse. But when I told the old people what happened, they looked at me, shook their heads, and said, Carson, sorry, but elephants aren't horses. So I didn't become a war chief. I missed it by one coup.
Carson told me many stories about his combat and his spiritual powers. He said one time his unit was crossing over a burned out area that had been burned out by napalm, so it's pretty wide open. So anyhow, he said, as I stepped into the opening, a voice said to me, watch out, watch out. And Carson said, I looked around and I didn't see anything. No one was there. And suddenly a machine gun started shooting at me from undercover and the bullets were zipping all around me. He said, I hit the dirt and I just looked at where the fire was coming from. And he says, I shot the machine gunner. He fell. A second gunner came up. I shot him. And then a third one came up and I shot him as well. But I still don't know how I got that warning that came to me saying, watch out, there's trouble here. Now, Carson also admitted to taking a scalp in Vietnam, and he said it was in his first combat, one member of four helicopters flying into a combat zone. The other three helicopters got shot down, but my helicopter landed. And he said, when I got out of the helicopter and I started going into the brush, suddenly right in front of me, a Viet Cong soldier popped up just like that. And he said, I shot him. As he fell over backwards, his pit helmet flew off. And I could see then that he had a scalp knot in his hair, just like Indians used to have. And I went over there and took my bayonet, cut off that scalp lock, put it in my knapsack. And he said, my fellow soldiers saw me do that. And they said, Carson, how could you do something so barbaric like that? And he said, and I thought to myself, these are the same soldiers that they'll take the ears off of Viet Cong soldiers and put them in their wallets, say they're trophies. Well, this was my trophy. And he said, I had that scalp in my knapsack till I got wounded. And then when I got sent to Okinawa for recovery, that scalp was taken away. So I don't know what became of it. But he said, while that scalp was in my knapsack, I had to pray, burn sage over it, say special prayers so the person who owned that scalp wouldn't haunt me. And then when I got back to the Crow Reservation, I kept the memory of that scalp alive. He said there was a young boy who wanted a new name, so I gave him the name Takes a Pretty Scalp. And that way, that Viet Cong soldier who died lives on with the boy on the reservation who now has that name. This is about all I need to say about Carson at the moment. I hope you've enjoyed these stories. And if you want more of them, you can always find some of them in my book, Warriors in Uniform. Thank you.